So say we all. So say we all. Reclaimed audio. Upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 37 for July 20th, 2016. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Sean Guthrie, Stu Morrison, The Godfather Jimmy DeResta, Trustin Timber, Sean Petty, and Scott Turner. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, are Tim Sway and Bill Lutz. Gentlemen, what are we working on this week? Bill, you got anything you're working on? Yeah, actually, I do. Well, kind of. It's sort of a kind of. So I've been talking about wanting to do my machete rehab. And um, so today I actually pulled out some of the materials that I want to use on that. I don't know when I'm going to actually get to start cutting and bending and all that good stuff. But I wanted to pull things out, put them on the bench, and just kind of start figuring out, designing in my brain mind how I'm going to do this. And I forgot that I also have an old World War II um, bayonet. And so oh, now cool. I'm kind of like, oh, what do I want to do? Do I want to rehab the machete or the bayonet? And I'm kind of leaning towards the bayonet. I think I can redo the handle and everything to take the clip mechanism out of it, you know, because I'm never going to have a rifle that that thing's going to slide onto. Yeah. Um, but to make an actual knife with a really cool sheath out of that, I'm leaning towards the bayonet. I How think long the is bayonet. it? It's, uh, let me show you. Well, okay, that's no. great for me, but not our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can probably figure out how long it is and say something so they know. Because, yeah, you don't have a tape measure. Um, it's probably about 10 inches long. Yeah, it looks about long. 10 inches. I'm pretty familiar with that measurement. It looks about 10 inches, yeah. Oh! <laughs> I, I disagree, though. I think it's probably about 13 or 14 inches long. I just meant the blade. Yeah, the blade. The blade itself, yes, you're right. Probably about yeah. 10 inches. And, yeah. uh, and that's, so it actually already has a handle, but then... It's plastic... And the oh, very like top light? of it, yeah, it's like it's a plastic handle. The very top of it's also got that little slide part where it clips in. Mm-hmm. I really I like that. that. Yeah, I want to remove the mechanism. And then the tang itself is made, it's got the hole on it that slides over the barrel. So I want to replace that and put maybe a, cut out a new tang that goes on there. Now, I don't, I don't have the answer for this, but I want to pose the question for this for your creative brain to think about. Instead of removing these features, that, birdhouse, exactly. <laughs> Instead of removing these features and making it a, t- a typical knife, how can you accentuate these unique features of it to make it have a multi-purpose, multi-tool type of thing? You know, and I'll be honest with you, Tim. I have been considering those things, and and so far I haven't come up with squat. Other than having some kind of a tool that slides on and clips to the back to change the purpose of it, mm. but then it kind of makes it more comical than real. Well, it could be like the world's worst tire iron, for instance. You could clip the bolt and grab Correct. the blade. You know, and I would yeah, rather no. just make it into a really cool looking. If I can make it an actual nice knife, you know How, what I mean, I, I'm I'm throwing it out there. What I'm, if you, I'm you? What if you created a camera clip that clips into the that that holster, so then you can stab your knife into your workbench and have a camera holder? How come on? How cool would that be? That would be cool. I have to agree, but. What would happen though is if I stabbed the knife and I slipped and and it's like that's why I don't play with the the the, the uh, ice pick that Jimmy gave me because I'm afraid I'll hurt myself. Yeah, well, you don't have to actually use it; you just just make it. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I think on mm-hmm. a, a little more of a serious note, though, I, I do have some ideas to make a video and come up with. I, I think it won't be that hard on me physically to get it out there. And I have been considering what else can I do with it. Mm. I had not thought of, I'll be honest with you, how the hell can anybody say they thought of having the knife be able to stab into the bench and turn into a camera mount? I, I, that's kind of genius. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. I, I, mean, thought it was, I thought it was just the elephant in the room, really, but okay. <laughs> hey, speaking of Jimmy, I'm going to start off with some shout-outs now. And, of course, uh, Jimmy needs no introductions ever. But Ooh. did you see the bench build? Did you see the bench yeah, build? Yeah, it was beautiful. Oh my God. Sometimes he does things that are so blatantly obvious after, of course, it's done. But it was the build itself was so beautiful and simplistic in its complexity that I, I, that's why Jimmy Duresta is the man. And we love you, Jimmy. Holy smokes. I'm not kidding you guys. I almost teared up watching that. That thing came out. It's just, I loved it. Just, I absolutely loved it. Just thought I'd throw that out there. So anyway, uh, me, yeah, yeah, bench, knife, rebuild, machete. Bayonet, don't know which one. Bayonet, bayonet, machete, whatever. Okay, go ahead. Who's next? Tim's next. Go ahead, bud. Oh god, uh, <laughs> I forget. I forget everything now. Um, let me see. What am I working on? Well, I, uh, I just, uh, I did the country dice thing, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it wasn't really a lot of physical work in the workshop, but um, it was been a lot of fun. So if you don't know what that is, you can go to my channel and and check all that out. But uh, it's basically like a good game, and I have. Plans to do more with that, uh, with via making other genres of music that you can write songs with by throwing dice, as well as um, maybe mailing some dice out and seeing if I can get other people. And we had well, when we get to later on in the show when we do our who's watching, I have a, a, a the, one of the first contestants, I guess you could say, to play the game. I'll be mentioning. Um, so I've been working on that in the pinball machine desk. Uh, I will be starting this week. Uh, that's all been. Not completely finalized because a build like that, you kind of sculpt as you go and you problem solve through it. So um, I'll be doing that uh, relatively soon as well. That's what's on my bench right now. I just finished up some other stuff for the uh, Adventure Rooms place where I make those props. But then I've got a couple more props I'm making for them. Uh, keep them pretty busy right now. How about you, Phil? I um, I finished the screw tote that I was working on. So it was this, like, uh, it was this reclaimed wood tote and it's got eight compartments for different size screws that I use and uh, and that's done. It's got finish on it and it came out really, really well. I'm super happy with it. You can see pictures of it on my Instagram. Um, I, did, and and I did see that on Instagram and you should be really happy with it. Seriously, yeah, you know, that came out really nice, man. Thank you. Yeah, you know, the thing that um, that I was missing for a really, really long time was uh, the ability to make right angles. So my... My uh, table saw before, the miter slots were not parallel to the blade. Mm-hmm. So every time I can did I, a cross Can I throw it out there that it's the actual yeah. blade that wasn't parallel to the miter slots? Fair enough. You're right. It's because it's it was a contractor saw. The trunnions were out of alignment, mm-hmm. and, and it just it wasn't cut. So any time you'd run the, um, the miter gauge through to make a cut, you weren't getting any kind of – so – all to say, it's you need accuracy in woodworking, not machinist level accuracy, but you got to be able to make a ninety degree. So this new table saw that I'm working with, everything is perfectly square. Um, I'm using a cross cut sled, and and it's just been a dream to use. And uh, and and also, I've been using hardwood instead of pine for for this project. So there was that kind of beauty that came out a little bit more. So I'm really excited about this one, and I'm editing the video sort of as we speak. I'm halfway through editing it, so I'm hoping to get it out by tomorrow morning. 
Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that was beautiful. That's uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm working on. You know how much easier your whiskey boxes are going to be now with that table that when you oh, just yeah. those, when you cut those rights and they're just there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like, oh, that's done. Now I can. Glue. I mean, I you know I have a contractor saw too. You know. <laughs> I feel well, your let's, pain. Let's let's not confuse yeah. a contractor saw with more of a job site. Saw. I have a job. I'm sorry, you're right. I have a job yeah. site saw, which is a little better than a contractor saw, but it's, it's extremely uh, portable. Is, is the difference? So, yeah. actually, a contractor saw is the one that's. A, I mean, I don't want to get into pedantic semantics, but the contractor saw is the one with the cast iron top and the belt oh, drive. Job site is a direct drive, probably with an aluminum top. Correct. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's what I have. So. Yeah, that's why I said the contractor saw is not always all that bad. Um, yeah, they can be really good. This one happened to be garbage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I picked up mine for a hundred bucks, and I didn't know anything about it. That's the way it sort of goes when you first when you first start out in this stuff, and you just sort of like, oh, that's a big heavy saw, hundred bucks, great deal. Had I known a little bit more, I probably would have waited for maybe something with cast iron wings. Maybe with a motor that wasn't uh, with one of the, I don't know, what was it capacitor shot on it? You know, so I was getting the full horse and a half, which I suspect I was not ultimately. You know, all that stuff. So live and learn. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. I'm, I'm happy that you have a, a nice saw now. I can just, if you, people, you can't see it, but we're looking at Phil talking about his new saw. You can tell on his face that he's very happy with it. Oh, his, oh my God. His glow so is so happy. bright, they're going to be able to hear it. <laughs> bing bing yeah no it was uh, it's a loud glow it's a yeah. loud glow I'm, I'm not gonna say that this saw will last me the rest of my life but i'm gonna be good for a while like i'm there's a lot to still grow into for this saw so i'm really happy and i'll tell you the advantage of a hybrid saw over a contractor saw is that you can butt up an outfeed table right up to the to the end of the saw whereas on a contractor saw you've got that big motor hanging off the back so, and then as you, if you ever tilt, it goes up, so you can't butt up a table right up to it. So that's one of the advantages of a hybrid and a cabinet saw is that the motor's inside the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Just, just a heads up, when you butt up a table right level with your saw, you still got to cut the miter slots if you want to use that. Right. Yeah, otherwise that, you can't get all the way through your sled. No, yeah. that's true, which is why my, ta- my outfeed table is going to be about a quarter or maybe even three-eighths of an inch below, so I don't have to bother with that. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. let it fall. <laughs> let it fall. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into our topic. Now, this one sort of we've been banging around with for quite a while, um, and, I, and I find I think we've all discovered that it's somewhat of a um, – Sort of a YouTube phenomenon and not really in a good way. We're talking about trolls, and Tim came up with a great title for this one. It's called For Whom the Bell Trolls. And trolls, where are you doing the troll? Go ahead, do the bell. No, I wish I had a, I wish I had a bell here to ring. I wish you had a gong. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I have stuff. I have to go hunt. Okay. Well, let's wait. No? All right. Nah. <laughs> So some of the phenomenons that we have are, yes, there, there are legitimate trolls out there who are jerks, who are just trying to get a rise out of the people who put out fun, creative videos and are, like I said, just jerks. But I also think that there is this like knee-jerk reaction to anyone who posts anything that isn't, oh my God, that's amazing, who asks a question, who says, hey man, I've been in the business for 15 years, this is the way I do it, might have helped you next time. So... That's something that I've seen, um, and, I, and I think maybe we should go around and see if you guys have seen that and if that's ever happened to you in any of your videos. 
Well, you know, I, I tell you what, I'll, st- I'll start with, because um, I want to give a shout out to the Maritime Show. I was on, let's see, today's Sunday, we're recording early, uh, doing the time warp thing. Anyway, the well, last Maritime Saturday. Show, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, the, the last Maritime Show, uh, what we talked about a little bit was trolls. And Chris Q kind of brought up something, but it leads me to think of what one of the things I wanted to bring up about this particular conversation, which is delivery. And mm. it's... It's how how do people pose a question to where it doesn't come off as being trollish, but more not even critiquish, but more of it as a suggestion and or a question. But one of the things Chris said, and this has happened to me before, and I'm sure it's happened to you guys, um, where you might be with somebody and maybe even, you know, Phil, you and I are hanging out and we're watching a video of some guy making something amazing. And we'll let's we talked about Jimmy already. So let's say you and I are watching a dress to video mm-hmm. and I look at you and with all sincerity, I say, you know, man, but if I had those tools, I could make that too. Mm-hmm. And there we have it. So now where does that delivery come from? Is that like, because I'm a complete and utter moron to ever say something like that. If I had those tools, meaning it's not Jimmy's lifetime of experience and skills that he's developed. It's, it's the tools he's using that makes him the maker that he is, or you know what I'm saying? So uh, you could make it just not as well. <laughs> well, maybe that's the difference. Might, well, the difference is what well, if it's you make it as well without those tools. I mean, you can make a really good table. Just make hands anything on a at all. Maybe you <laughs> yeah. can't make anything at all, regardless of the tools you have, because you're a moron and you have no skills. That's so, true. I mean, you can't plasma cut without a plasma cutter. But can you even plasma cut if you had one? Do you know how? Do you know how to turn it on? Do you know how to ground it? Do you know how to have the? Do you know how to put the you know the consumables in the front of it to be able to get it going? I mean, you see me? What I'm no, so, I don't. Right. So that's so it kind of because I first of all I jumped on the Tim Sway bandwagon. I went, hey, you guys, what if this guy sincerely just doesn't realize that it does take more? Than the tools that you have, and regardless, without the skill set to to use those tools, you are not going to ever do it. Maybe he's just talking out of ignorance as opposed to uh, malice, right? But in the back of my mind, I wanted to go, no, I've heard idiots spout off like that, and it's yeah. like you are an idiot. You're a troll. That's a troll thing to say, and you know you're not trying to be um, helpful. You're not trying to show some critique, like you know, hey. It's it's easier to to build when you have the proper tools. Something that's critiqueful, blah 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 blah. But that's just so. This is kind of a sidetrack to where we're going. But that's I just thought that was interesting when somebody that, says, "If I had those tools, I could make that too." That same guy, you know, exists in other universes, right? He's the he's oh, yeah. the armchair quarterback. Yep. You know, he's the guy who says, "Oh man, if only he had passed for forty yards instead of yeah. punted." You know, whatever it is, it's the same guy who sits on the couch. You know, who's got blisters on his butt from sitting there for so long, <laughs> who gives advice on how something ought to have been done. So yeah, it's not just in the making that. world. Yeah. It, it exists everywhere. It's the guy who says, oh, man, if I had a Ferrari, I'd be able to, you know, I would have won that race or, you know, if, if this, then that. Yeah. You know, so that nonsense is everywhere. I agree with you. That's a troll. There's no other way to phrase it. Troll. Yeah, just, to, just to take the time to, I mean, to maybe think it. Like I might watch that video and be like, oh, geez, I wish I had that tool. But to take the time to actually like type that in and say nothing else is just just a dumb. That's thing true, to do, you know? right? And, like, and I'll be honest, is, with this, this is my contribution. Person. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this guy down by saying that I am better than him if, or I'm as good as him if I had the equipment that he has spent his whole life building up his money to you know to to buy. You know, that, that I'm as good as him. 
You know, it's like obviously like, just just ignore that one. <laughs> let, let me give but, you another. Go ahead. I was, gonna I was gonna say, but the real question we started off asking is: is how do you how do you actually say something that might be a bit of a critique, but an honest critique to somebody, especially some of our huge makers? You know, I'm a big fanboy of Tim and Jimmy and Izzy and all these guys. How do you say something that might be a little bit critiqueful of that, and then you get just swamped with all the you know you don't know what you're talking about you're an idiot blah 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 Jimmy's blah, the blah. best. <laughs> well, we 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 should point out that this this topic did come from a a, a listener. It was a ragtie yes. is uh, how we know him on on Facebook. Um, who wrote in about this? How he had made a comment on a video and people jumped on him for be, calling him a troll. And he was like, no, I'm not a troll. I'm like actually a fan of this guy. I just happened to know something that they might have found useful. But everybody just sort of jumped on him saying he's a troll for not just drinking the Kool-Aid and following along with everything that's going on. Now, personally, as a person that knows stuff, I know enough stuff to know that there's a lot of stuff I don't know. <laughs> and I like to learn stuff, which is why I do everything I do. And it's why I share it on the internet because I like to learn stuff and I like to share what I'm learning. And I like it when people teach me. Um, so delivery, like Bill was saying, is definitely a big thing. Um, I don't know if our, if our friend's delivery, I never saw the thread or anything. Maybe his delivery could have been misread. Maybe not. I don't know. But, but we definitely need to rethink our, our attitude towards that. Does negative common equal troll? Absolutely not. No, it does not. I agree with you. I think there's a negative stigma right now against, like, it's cool to be anti-troll. So anytime there's a whiff of somebody saying something negative, everybody jumps all over them in hopes of gaining the favor of the creator. And in, usually, I mean, it's a very, I think, Jimmy phenomenon right now where, like, everyone wants to rush to his defense thinking that they would curry some kind of favor. Anyways, that's what sort of I've seen so far. It's like, guys, chill out. Maybe this guy had something valid to say. Let's not jump down his throat. Okay. I, I want to point out a, a personal uh, experience um, that I think is, is somewhat relevant. If someone, if, if someone were to have looked in on the behind-the-scenes conversation of the three of us over this past week about our podcast, they might have said I was trolling us because I was being very, very critical of our podcast. I was saying, you know, like things, and I was doing it in a way that it was, you know, because my intention and my goal was to help us be better at what we do. And so I was saying, well, this is what I think we can do better about our podcast. And this is, you know, this is what we should do more of. And this is what we should do less of. And I, I mean, I know that you guys, as you were reading these conversations, weren't like, oh, hey, what are you trolling us? I mean, obviously, you know, but I was just thinking about the parallel of that is while we were preparing for our episode on trolling I was like, oh, yeah, well, this is a prime example of it. I am trying to find a way to, to make the product that we create better. And, I'm, and I was doing it by playing a devil's advocate in a lot of ways. Uh, I, that's, well, that's where I was talking about delivery, Tim. And, is there, and all I was trying to say, is there any way you can do that without making me cry? I oh, mean, I'm sorry, Bill. I mean, <laughs> you know, you think I it's funny. I can't handle him crying again, dude. you got to be nicer to him. You mean making fun of your haircut wasn't relevant to the conversation? You know, my haircut, the fact that I can barely move right now. It's like, oh, Mr. Surgery. Come on. Come on Too now. busy Just... getting his pain pills. Did you really say Mr. Surgery to him? No, I did not say Mr. Surgery to anybody. <laughs> that doesn't even seem like an insult, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
It sort of sounds like a compliment. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you're a surgeon. Doctor but, uh, but, surgery, yeah. But no, you you know what I mean. That was that yeah. was a kind of an example of what we're talking about. It's like I, I mean I feel like as a part of the community of of uh, content creators slash makers or whatever on YouTube that, um, you know if if someone says something to me like I, I just got a, a message today. It was actually in a foreign language, so I had to run it through Google Translate. But the first word that started with an F did not need translating, you know. <laughs> so so I figured out right away before I even hit the translate button what this guy was saying. He you know was obviously somewhat. Dis- disappointed in, <laughs> in my work enough to start a sentence with an F word. But, um, uh, and so what I, I did what I always do in those situations and I wrote to him, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't like this video. This is designed to get beginners working and it wasn't aimed towards perfectionism. You know, I was like, here's a video you might enjoy more. I always like throw that carrot out, you know, but it wasn't like, cause it wasn't just like, uh, if I had those tools, those are just like, Oh, go buy them, you know? But, um, uh, but yeah, but I, I mean, anyway, so that was sort of what I was thinking though. Was I? I mean, did you guys think I was trolling us? No, not no, at all. Of course not. not at all. Exactly because it was the delivery of it. That and you're well, part of our group, <laughs> right? And, and del- <laughs> delivery also has a lot to do with interpretation, which is like, and I and I tell everybody I know this: um, you cannot interpret emotion, body language, or inflection through a text message. Text message, yeah, yeah. for sure. You, you, you no can't. tonality. So you, yeah. yeah, when you see something written, it might mean the exact opposite because you can say the thing so many different ways. You know, are, are you are you smiling with your eye going up and down real quick when you're saying it? You know, or mm-hmm. or are you dead serious about it and you have a concerned mm-hmm. look on your face? I mean, so we got to be careful with that too, which goes back to the: Are people really trolling? Are we just too quick to jump on people for trolling? Are we hypercritical or hypersensitive? Are, yeah. are we hypersensitive of any criticism? I think we are. Yeah, I think there's a and sort of a what's it called? A very xenophobic attitude towards anything that could be perceived as as critique right now. And I will say also that the to answer your question from earlier about how do we? I think what you need to do is not over-explain, but I think really sort of give it a, an introduction to what you're saying. Give it a larger introduction than what you think you may necessarily need. Hey, just want to mention that I'm really not trying to be a troll here, but I have been you know, uh, in the concrete business for the last 10 years, and I've seen this. And what you really need to do is put a densifier on this because that's really going to prevent the dust. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I, I think one thing I'll, I'll be on, and I've said this to other people too before. And as far as like speaking with other people in general, and I've I've had to anyway. Um, but one thing that helps is try not to say what what the other person did wrong, as opposed to explaining another way people can do something. Mm-hmm. Leave the leave the part about like you know, hey, you're going to cut your hand off if you keep using your saw that way. Don't mention that part, but just say, you know, if you actually take your hand out from mm. underneath the saw blade as it is descending, there's one way you can avoid injury. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it, it, again, it comes back to delivery. But, I mean, like you were saying with concrete, it's like, you know, hey, well, that's pretty neat. But, you know, one thing I've always done, make sure you add enough water to your mix to mm. get it not to crack. You yeah. Know? And that's, how, that's always worked for me. You know what I mean? So, again, it is a lot of it is delivery. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I found that, you know, that's, well, Bill, you'd make a great school teacher, actually. I mean, just the, the, your understanding of that. That's how you, I mean, is, and, you know, we all, we're all guilty of it. You know, Phil, I'm sure, you know, you find yourself where you say something, you kid like, oh, don't do that. And then you realize the better way to say it is like, hey, do it like this, you know. And it, so maybe, maybe raising children and raising trolls are similar. <laughs> how do we, you know, but I found that many times where I've had people that have made what, what others would consider troll-like comments and uh, and I've, engage them in a, in a positive way where I've, 
you know, like, and, and found that I've actually developed subscribers and fans that way um, who've continued to stay with me because it was like, I, you know, my first instinct is like, what a jerk, click, delete. But then I'm like, well, hang on, let me give them a chance. So I do it with every time I get a negative comment, I try to give them a chance first. To, if they write back and they continue to be a jerk, then it's like, okay, they're jerks, whatever. Uh, but sometimes they're not, and it was just me being hypersensitive. What's the percentage, do you think, of, of someone you've converted, let's say, to the Church of Sway versus um, genuine jerk? I don't get a ton of negative comments because I don't have a ton of subscribers. Like I don't have like a million subscribers. Like you know. Well, you just crossed over a big number, I believe. I did. Oh yeah, we yeah. need to everybody just stop right now, Tim. Bill, Slay. I can't believe this. Ten thousand subscribers <laughs> plus, and he's on his way to twenty thousand already. I mean, it's you didn't just. I'm cross on my way to one million already. I just have to get to you, twenty. 30, you leaped 30. over ten thousand with like a a a sprint. A gymnastical buoyancy. I like a gazelle. <laughs> a gymnastical buoyancy, guys. Come on. The Olympic summer, man. Summer of Congratulations, brother Tim. Thank you. Way to go. Way to go, bud. Thanks. I, I didn't really do anything. It was just people actually clicked the button. So it's thanks. Disagree. Them. They wouldn't have clicked the button if you weren't awesome. You That's take the money good. and run on this one. What's my good looks? <laughs> no, but it's, it's. I think it was more the videos, but whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just say, uh, not to, not I don't want to troll whatever. you or anything, but yeah. if I had looks like you, I would try doing this to look differently. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! All right. Let me give you here's another. Here's another. Well, to answer oh, your question, ahead, Phil. Ahead, Phil. to answer your question, I would say I would say eighty percent of the time I actually convert. That's amazing. That is an amazing. But like I said, I don't get a ton of them. So, regardless, that's a good mm. conversion rate. Mm. I was going to give you um, a personal experience. I actually was a troll one time, and and I learned my lesson. Okay, so this was <laughs> this was back before I was physically making things. Right. This this was when I was watching videos because I needed something to help me fall asleep. And I think I've told the story a couple of times, but I. You know, I used to watch. I got for some reason YouTube suggested these videos that I watch would be like these, uh, like these wood miser vid- videos, like just turning wood into into boards that you could use for lumber. And I, I was like, oh man, that's cool. I don't know why I would use that, but that's cool. And then it started suggesting like maker videos, and the ones that it started suggesting at first were were obviously Jimmy's videos. So I started watching those, and I was like enamored by it. I thought it was amazing, and I'd watch them like crazy. Like I was super into these things. Again, I wasn't making anything myself. I didn't really have any tools, but I was watching Jimmy's videos, and and one of them was a video of he just took all of his stuff out of his pockets and he put it on a table. Yeah, everyday and I, carry. Yeah, yeah, everyday and carry. I remember like this was back before like there, right now there is a massive amount of content. Everybody and his brother are, is making videos right now. It is, it is the golden age of YouTube makers. There is no shortage mm-hmm. of content. You could be watching videos from the time you wake up till you go to bed, but. This was like, I don't know, three or four years ago, and it wasn't the case. Uh, there were like five guys I was watching, and I would and I'd be waiting for their videos anxiously, week in, week out. So when Jimmy's video finally came out, and it was him taking stuff out of his pockets and putting on a table, I was genuinely disappointed. I was heartbroken, in fact, because I was looking forward so much to seeing the next maker thing, and it was stuff out of his pockets. So I actually, in genuine disappointment, wrote the comment... Hey man, I really wish that you made something this week. Uh, I don't really care what's in your pockets. And I, something rude like that. I remember it being ruder than I wanted it to be. And and Jimmy wrote back something that was like half polite, half 
you know, you know, you know where you can put it, you know? He's and good I, like that. He's good right. Like that. Yeah. yeah, it was a good balance. And I remember feeling genuinely embarrassed and kind of ashamed of myself that I had written something like, this guy doesn't owe me anything. Like, this yeah. is just free content. And, uh, and like, literally, <laughs> he's not beholden to my whims or he doesn't have to care about what I want. Are you publicly apologizing right now? I think I am. I, Jimmy, I sincerely apologize for that trollish comment. You probably don't even remember it. But, um, it's, but it's a good thing you bring this up now and not when I was out last time because there's no way we're ever going to get him back on the show. I know, I know, I, I I ruined it. You know, no. it's funny when I when I visited Duress's shop over in the in the fall um, or spring, I don't remember what it was, a few months ago, and um, he actually brought that up and he was a little misty eyed about it. So I do <laughs> I do think he's still hurting. My, my thank you for that. My my point in saying is that sometimes these troll comments come out of genuine uh, ignorance. First of all, maybe a little naivete about the fact that this maker does not owe them squat, but that we have developed this kind of expectation and that it's been disappointed somehow. And, uh, and I think this person just needs a little bit of patience as, as, uh, as Tim, you do. So I just wanted to maybe put a face to these comments. It's yeah, not just some pa- guy in his basement, you know? I was in the attic. You're saying I need patience? Or no. <laughs> All we need is well, pain. No. So you're you're talking about being a troll. I had fun actually being a troll on purpose to okay. Jimmy and Izzy and getting the hate mail that I was trying to inspire. So and mission accomplished. Were, yeah, and it's like and, and but knowing that I was going to make a statement that was going to piss some people off, basically, and it did. But instead of them responding in kind on the comment section, I actually got personalized uh, people you know messaging me like you know like you know you don't know what you're doing you can just screw off and i mean some of it was really bad and it was specifically and i've only done it on jimmy and izzy videos i believe maybe maybe bob and david here and there i don't think i've ever messed with tim in that light um but yeah but no. i do know how people are protective of some of their favorite makers and and that yes. was a good example talk more about that but because that that's something said, yeah well i what I was going to say is that that being said, I've only ever done that once to where I wrote back something about somebody who jumped on somebody they shouldn't have only once. And it was with, uh, uh, Pichuto's, one of his videos. And if, out of nowhere, this guy says something, why should we listen to anybody named the drunken woodworker? You know, you're not promoting safety at all. And just like a rant about David's name and, so I'm reading this comment and immediately I looked up this guy. Sure enough, no actual channels. I mean, no actual videos because you have to, you have to have a YouTube channel in order to make comments on YouTube. So I, first thing I did was, do you have a channel? Do you make videos? No, nothing like that. So I did a search for his name on Facebook and the guy's profile came up and he's a, a business guy, a family guy. He's got a beautiful family. He posts normal pictures of his kids and having a picnic and hi, Larry and happy birthday, you know, Rita and there's my sister. So I'm like, what is going on? Why is this person even doing that when they, cause it came across so terrible on this response that my response. So I had to, I had to reach out and this is what I said to him in a nutshell was dude, I don't understand where this is coming from. You must not have seen any of David's other videos. Cause if you have, you'll notice that David, constantly talks about safety, constantly talks about the proper ways of doing things in the shop and how to be safe. In fact, he ought to be called David, Mr. Safety Pachuto. 
Secondly, I've looked at your profile and you don't seem like the kind of person that would come across this way. So I'm only assuming you don't realize how negative you sounded right now. It's either that or you are truly an <laughs> And that's, that's how I left the comment. Because it was like, <laughs> yeah, because it was like either you are just a complete jerk or you don't realize how horrid that sounded. Why would you jump on somebody you don't know about a subject you don't know? You don't know this person who's putting out free content. And he was he was harsh. You know, you and know, that's the only time I've ever responded to somebody like David, you know, needed my help protecting his, you know, bruised I, ego or something. I don't know, but I Anyways, that's sometimes people just have bad days. Like for all you know, this guy had his boss just just beating the heck out of him emotionally all day and he's got some horrible job and his wife's cheating on him. You don't I mean, you don't really understand what's going on in someone's life anywhere. And every time someone cuts me off in traffic and is driving like a jackalope on the highway, I think that instead of flipping them the bird or like honking on my horn or tailgating them or the, I'm like, you know what? This guy could be living like some miserable week right now. He could be, maybe his wife is nine months pregnant and he's rushing to the hospital right now. Maybe he's, we don't really know what's going on with other people. There's like 7 billion of us out there and we're not all at our best hundred percent of the time. We need to cut each other a little bit of slack every once in a while. And, and while I agree with that 100%, and while I want to make sure that people understand, we are not saying or trying to take away your right to be a jerk or to be a troll. <laughs> what yeah. I am saying is that one of the tenets that I've always lived by, um, especially when it comes to this anonymous, where, where we can be so anonymous and, and try and be, you know, when you want to be a troll and say something snarky, how safe is that? You're pretty darn safe, right? You're not. Yeah. Nothing can happen to you. Whereas in traffic, the guy could actually chase you down. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But if you're not going to say something nice, don't say anything at all. So that's that's this thing where it's like, well, can't we just, you know, people can't even say something critical anymore. Why? I, I mean, seriously, what are you hoping to accomplish? Are you trying to teach Jimmy Duresta a new way of doing something by, by pointing something critical out? Whether it's good or bad or your intentions, regardless. Yeah. Why? And is it more than likely going to result into this big controversy that is so far beyond a waste of anybody's breathing experience to focus on? Right. Um, so yeah, if you don't, if I don't like a video, I don't not thumbs up it. I don't not make a comment. I just scroll to the next video. Go to the next one. Go you know to the what next I mean? I, I, I don't bother with that. <laughs> if I don't like a video, I don't bother with it after I watch it. I'm not angry because I wasted four minutes of my life. I just move on. But if I do like a video or if I like the maker, I'm going to say something positive every single time without exception. That's just how it is for me. Unless I'm screwing around and I want to point out that, you know, Tim's shoes fit him funny and he doesn't know what he's doing. What do you mean? My shoes are fine. That's not his fault. But, um, you know, emoticons might help. But I do agree with you. First of all, the comments, the likes, the subscribes. Uh, they all help. So if you do like the video and you do like the the creator, then you should do that stuff because it takes two seconds and it really, really helps the guy out or the girl out. So mm-hmm. absolutely, just the, as honestly, a blanket the, statement, I would say to do that. Honestly, the thumbs down help too, and I don't, I don't mind getting them at all. I, I don't, well, I don't well, even well, mind well, really be, getting the negative comments, but I just only because the algorithm does help by having mm-hmm. a thumbs down. All these, all YouTube sees it at is, as you know, is, is action involvement or an action on your thing. Yeah. But why even have a thumbs down? Why even have that? You know what I'm saying? Again, if you don't yeah, like somebody's I'm, video, don't watch them again. It's that simple. It's how you, you know? vote on it, whether or not you're allowed to have monetization on your channel. 
What? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's what you did. <laughs> Give me a thumbs up if it's cool for me to, to put ads oh, on my channel. Oh, right. That's what I did. Yeah. Right. When I, yeah, when I use it as a voting system, yeah. Exactly. That was, uh, that was the most thumbs down I ever got, but it was only 35. So. <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah. I've gotten way more than that, ironically. Oh, yeah? And I, I do want to point out, though, I bet Phil can say the same thing. In all, all of my YouTube experience, all 12 videos that I put out over all these years, I've never been trolled. So I, I may not know what I speak of, and I might be the worst person in the world well, reacting you know what? to a troll. That's all going to end on your next video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have been trolled. Hey, uh, um, but, yeah, I have been trolled. But I did my best to do what Tim does. I may have been Kurt, but I've been trolled a couple of times. I had a couple of videos that went a little bit bigger, and, and people are always like, oh, here was, here was one. I did on my pallet uh, harvesting video, I... I did my. I used the, the the reciprocating saw to cut the nail out from underneath. Yada yada yada. But then later on, I actually end up cutting the board right before the nail. So I'd never even need to do that. I could have just run the circular saw up against it instead. And the guy was like, "Well, why did you bother doing that if you were just going to cut it off anyway?" And I just like wrote him back. I was like, "I didn't know I was going to do that when I was cutting the board away." But how do you know he wasn't saying, "Hey, why did why did you do that instead of cut just you know when you just cut it off anyways?" How do you know? Maybe he was that 16 inflection. years old and has never see, cut a pallet apart. Yeah, see, Phil, do you, that's a perfect example because yeah. you applied an inflection to that guy's comment that yeah. might not have been in any way, shape, or form accurate. I'll find it. It was, it was, I, I read, I, I know. It's the way he wrote it. It's the way he wrote it. It was legit not nice. But, right. you know, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't attack him in any vitriolic way, but I did, I did assert that, man, I, and then a couple of other people were like, well, how was he supposed to know what he was going to use it for at the end? So... There's been some. I, I will say like though that, that Tim, Tim, you're right. Is like I, I'm willing to bet right now, 99% of the trolls out there are probably under the age of 16. Oh well, well I, you know, yeah, not maybe, all of them, but I'm just maybe, saying most. Some of these comments are so ridiculous. I mean, you can tell it's got to be some 12 year old going through puberty, or or at least the, the mental equivalent of yeah. Or well, why did you do it that way, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I've never a, seen anything so stupid in my life. Yeah, I had a I had an actual note because I I trolled us and I said I will, I wanted to be prepared for this podcast. I had an actual note of something that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about, and it was um, because obviously we're talking about you know trolling, not trolling, you know uh, negative, you know, and learning and this and that and the other thing. There's a, a prime example, and it's a which will probably be a historical example for a long time is the Pontiac Aztec. Oh my God, the worst car ever. That's Troll the, worthy. That's what everybody says. It's the worst car ever. It's the ugliest car ever made. This and that. They even, you know, the Breaking Bad character when he was in his low point was driving one. It's like the worst car ever. And there was, um, I heard an interview with Bob Lutz, who, this is years ago, and I had to look it up to make sure I remembered his name. And he was one of the bigwigs at GM after the Pontiac Aztec. And, um, and he... When he was kind of, there was this whole story about how uh, I guess his name was Wagoner or whatever was the the CEO at the time of the Aztec, and Bob Lutz like called him out on it, like, "Oh, you're criticizing me? You were in charge during the Aztec." And the guy was like, "Ha ha ha, touche," you know. Like, <laughs> and so, so, um, so Bob Lutz explained how the Aztec happened. It was because it was this totalitarian attitude of that there's one guy that knows more and does best, and everybody was afraid of him, and this and that. So basically, you have. Uh, an entire army of yes men 
So every time someone said something, they was like, oh, that looks great. That looks great. Oh, that looks awesome. Hey, good job. Oh, you're the best. That's awesome. Next thing you know, they created this monstrosity of a vehicle that nobody liked because everybody's afraid to be like, are you sure you want to make the back of that thing look like that? They're all afraid of being called a troll in their own job. And they're all afraid of losing their job. And, I mean, you know, GM was obviously struggling and is, has been struggling in this and that. Um, so there's a prime, like, real-time, real-life example of why it is okay to be negative sometimes in, a, in an appropriate way. Those are yeah, checks and balances, and that's what checks was, and balances. Yeah. That's, there was a lack of checks and balances on that project. Yep. And trolls, so positive and negative comments, you're saying are checks and balances on YouTube uh, content. And that was that was what I was trying to do with our podcast. Is we were talking about like, some of the things we can do better, and some of the things that I yeah. think. You know, are, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's part of our judicial system. It's part of our legal system, and I think it's important for it to be in place on YouTube. So, so well are, they, are they trolls or are they people – if, if your audience is just saying, hey, everything you do is great, everything you do is great, and then like 100 videos later they're not watching anymore, I would rather have them tell me why they're not watching before they stop. A thousand percent. Yeah. I'd rather well, get a check. Mathematically impossible. But. I, I want to sidetrack with a little bit of trivia about the Aztec. The only Please. card ever of a tent attachment? <laughs> well, actually that's, that's, not, that's not true, but that's not it at all. Did you know it almost cost Ellen DeGeneres her job? Nope, I did not know that. Tell me why. Well, if you remember the very first Survivor show, remember Survivor? It's still on today, I think, right? The very first one, the, the winner, or not the winner, but the runner-up was a chubby guy named Greg. And everybody loved this guy. He was so nice, and it's too bad he didn't make it. He came on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and she actually gave him a Pontiac Aztec as a consolation prize. And a lot of people thought that was more of a, like a snub because again, <laughs> such a horrible that, that, car. Yeah, it was really, really bad. So I'm just saying, great example, Tim. But regardless of what anybody says, that is the most awful thing to ever drive on the road. You trolling the Pontiac Aztec? You know, yeah, so um, Vance. Vance is very into cars these days, and uh, and you know, so we talk about it all from Bentleys to. I mean, he's like, he's like, hey, look at that CRV. You're like, whoever has said that, you know? <laughs> I'm looking at but, that uh, car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, um, oh, it's a great, it's a great car, but it's not like the kind of car that's going to stop traffic and turn no. heads, you know? Or that a six-year-old would notice. Thing. Yeah, right. He just, he's just really into cars right now. But so, um, so the Pontiac Aztec has come up a few times <laughs> And we were just we were in this parking lot yesterday. We were like the Aldi or something. There's an Aztec. He's like, "Hey, Dad, look at that Aztec. That one looks great. That's a great one." It's like, you know, like he's just excited about cars. And I'm just like, so funny. There's two people in this parking lot right now that think that <laughs> you and the guy driving it. <laughs> I guarantee you, the guy driving it does not think that. Yeah. Okay. There's one person. Yeah, one person. I thought he was gonna say, "Daddy, why, 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 why did they make that car?" Well, he. He's like, he's like, I know you keep saying it's ugly, but it's kind of cool. And I'm looking at it with him. I'm like, you know what? It is kind of cool in that ugly way. Like, you know, sometimes there's like that. It's so ugly. It's cool kind of thing. Like the right. old Dodge pickup trucks that had like no nose, you know, there's yes. like flat in the front. They're so ugly. The Ford looking. Pinto. The Ford Pinto. Ford Pinto. Pinto. Now get those things the and fix them up and lower them. And yeah, the Gremlin. You the know, Gremlin. The, the yep. only car that had uh, one door. There's only a two door and both of the doors were different sizes. Yeah, what was that all about? <laughs> Genius. You know, here's here's one for you all. You know what car I sold to buy my pickup truck? And, and everybody gets your seven Corsair. No, no, not that. No, <laughs> although Ralph Nader is from Connecticut. Um, oh no, that was the other one. But um, no, a uh, a 1973 Volvo. Everybody, get your pens out so you can Google uh, this. 1973 Volvo 1800 ES. 
which is a little two-door wagon back thing. Yeah. And, uh, if you Google it. Nice. It was, I know it um, is. Uh, my dad's friend had one. Yeah. Yeah. Wagon coupe du jour. Yeah. It, it was just, just small enough to be a sports car, but big enough to fit a double base. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That thing leaked oil like crazy. Uh, mine, like this one. My well, I had two of them. I had the I had the regular coupe version, like the Saint car from the old Roger Moore TV show yeah. from the '60s, and then I had the wagon back one. And uh, the the neither of them leaked too much. All my other Volvo's leaked all over the place, but those two are actually not too bad. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, now that we've devolved but, um, into car talk, yeah. Well, it's the, my favorite podcast. I know it's um it's uh but it was like that kind of so ugly is cool kind of thing, like the Aztecs. So maybe in twenty years, there's going to be people pimping out Aztecs. Yeah. So whatever we call this episode, it's got to be Trolls and Cars. Because who's going to know what the heck that means? I don't know. I don't know. Well, we had, well, we had the Hemingway reference, but how can we turn that into a... For whom the Aztec trolls just completely <laughs> makes no sense until you've gotten this anyway, far. Anyway, even I'm ready to move on. Okay. <laughs> so in that case, uh, with all gusto, we'll go right into what we're watching uh, or you know, our YouTube spotlight for the week. So, Bill, why don't you give us your YouTube spotlight for the week? I will do that. I want to do some shout-outs, though, because I didn't do any last week. Um, so first and foremost, I want to give again, and I'm just still catching up on this, but I want to give shout-outs to everybody in the world who supported me and gave me love over the last few weeks, especially right before I went under the knife, the whole go loots thing. Mm. I don't know what to say folks. And, and I want to uh, specifically say to Shane and Shelly Cole, um, Shelly just watched some of my videos and said, by the way, Bill, I did go loots on my arm. Me and my husband, we like you. We love you. You're great. So Shelly and Shane, I love you too. Um, Richard Muller. Uh, I met him. I had the privilege of meeting him at, at maker fair and, He's a local guy to me where he lives fairly close. But anyway, I'm in the hospital. I think it's day two out of surgery. And he stopped by to visit me in my room. I thought it was really cool. He stayed for about 20 minutes. And uh, Richard, just, I know you listen. I love you. Thank you for that. It was really cool. And then I wanted to talk about somebody who we've all, you guys have all talked about. Okay, so I've been laid up. I'm not doing a whole lot. I'm trying to catch up on some videos and stuff. And you two will never guess who I just discovered and i think is the most one of the most amazing makers ever no no i'll tell you okay please do cactus workshop cactus oh yeah that workshop. guy's awesome Every, everybody's been talking about this guy yeah, lately, yeah. and i'm just like yeah yeah i gotta do i finally did dude the wayne's world we are not worthy bow is yeah. all i gonna say he's amazing love, love the video the is beautiful workshop. oh my Wave god thoughts are just uh, yeah impeccable. yeah just I'm I'm having fun because I can start from video one and I'm working my way up and it's just and I've been leaving comments. He's like, "Oh man, Luch, you're actually watching my videos." I'm like, "Yeah, man, you're great." Blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, anyway, yeah he's super um, nice guy too. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but the actual channel channel I want I want to I want to give a shout out to or plug to and leave a link and reference to. And they don't have they have like ten videos and it's a couple from Minnesota, I believe. And the name of the channel is called Rehab Life, and the way they do their videos, they do these kind of neat, simple, um, like they, they made a rustic looking farmhouse bench and built a headboard and, and a kitchen, uh, Ikea hack kitchen Island are some of the videos they've done, but they don't talk. So they, but it's in real time. So they're basically, they're showing you the, 
the the build list, like the materials build list at the beginning of the video, then either the wife or the husband or boyfriend or girlfriend, whichever it is, one or the other is going through kind of like putting it together, but they're putting up these notes of what the next step is. And it makes it seem really easy to do, well put together, neat projects. But one of the things I liked about it and is motivating me for when I get to get ready to start actually pushing my channel, they've got like 15,000 subscribers and they've got like every one of their videos gets like 150,000 views. I mean, it's like, what are they doing? So they're not only motivating me with what they're making, but they're motivating me with like, what is it about what they're doing, what they're making, how they're making it, their video style that's creating that kind of a, uh, a, a buzz when they put out a video. Cool. Um, so anyway, check them out. Rehab Life is the name of the, the YouTube channel. Uh, some really cool videos. And that's it. Go ahead. Who's next? Next. Tim, go ahead. Um, okay, I have... Uh, I wanted to mention that my, my friend Dave Gagne, who also lives in Connecticut... 20 minutes down the road or whatever. He was at my shop a few weeks we ago. We love David. Yeah, he's awesome. It was a, it was a it was a low day the day he was at my shop recently. I was infested with flies and um he uh he put up a little video this week where he built a fly swatter. Okay. That's attached to a cordless drill. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, it's just really funny. He's like, "Oh, I sway hates flies." And I just want to say that I'm not a fan of killing anything, even flies. But if I were to he kill actually, flies, he actually tagged that with something that has nothing to do with flies. You know that, right? What? He, well, he tagged it with me, but uh, well, I I saw that and it had it had another statement that I'm not going to say on our show because it's irrelevant. Um, but it was funny. And oh, I the, I the with. yeah, yeah, yeah we hitting himself in the face. It was a really funny video. So I so check check out David. But the uh, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that how I had this this silly idea. My my buddy Donnie and I came up with this idea. We were talking about we had to learn this song because I was gigging last week a lot, and uh, and there was like this couple of these like kind of country songs we learned that were popular, and then but the the band leader gave me to learn, and I'm like listening to the words, and I'm just like and we're just like laughing about them. It's just all these like key words you hear in this sort of modern country, and I'm I'm actually a fan of a lot of country, uh, but what I'm not a fan of is like really trite like songwriting you know and we're, and we're just like joking it's like yeah it's just like they just threw dice out with words and 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 put these songs together it's just like all these keywords like boots and truck and highway and you know these words you hear over and over again so i so i made a set of dice that did this and and uh and i i wrote a bunch of songs you can see all those videos on my youtube channel uh and it's just been hilariously fun and and uh interesting to kind of do and so i'm like encouraging other people to go watch this video and make their own dice or i might even make some dice for sale i don't know to write their own country songs almost like a mad lip thing it's kind of fun and we've had i've had my first <laughs> the first hat time someone has made the hashtag besides me and someone's made a song and so that's who i wanted to mention this week and i believe his name is simon and i believe he's from ireland um, but his link is in the video description. It's uh, Farmer's Eye Monk is his YouTube channel. And he has other stuff up there, too. He actually makes stuff, and he has some interesting... He's a farmer of some sort. Uh, he has some tractor videos that were kind of... like just big tractors moving, which are kind of fun. But then there's also a country die song. And so him and his buddies and his, his uh, I believe, his wife is there or whatever. And there's a little baby. And it's just they made this song. They used the dice system. It totally worked. And they made this song that's like actually like a pretty darn good song. So that's my uh, my suggestion for this week is go check out this uh, this this video. Cool. Um, so my uh, YouTube spotlight this week is a smaller YouTuber, but he just put out a video. Um, his name is Eloy 
Eskigedo, and it's mm-hmm. called Eskigedo Wordworking. And the the project that he did was a box for his comic books. Now, the project itself, I mean, fairly simple thing, but it was such a beautiful video. And, and Eloy shared this whole story about his life, really, and it all revolved around his love for comic books. And, and I'm not ashamed to say that I did tear up a little bit because I, I shared some of that love for comic books as, as a kid growing up. And, um, and there's a part in it in which he mentions that there was actually a, a flood in the house and how he lost his whole collection and he was all, only able to salvage a couple that were really meaningful. And then he started all over again and it was sort of like, um, I don't know, it kind of rescued him at one point during a low time in his life where he was able to start collecting again. And all to say, it was very moving, very touching, and an extremely personal video. And it really, it really hit me in the right spot. So I'm, I'm proud and honored to be able to share that, that maker spotlight on, on him this week. So Eloy, awesome video, and, uh, and thank you for putting it up. I, um, I got to say, I'm a huge, huge fan of Mr. Eloy myself. So Eloy, we love you, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. I've seen a lot of his videos. He's great. He's a great guy. You're in for a treat. You really are. Okay, let's go into our channels on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Phil Pinsky, and on YouTube now I am – also you can search me just by Phil Pinsky because I did that whole rebranding thing. It's Phil Pinsky Productions, but you can just look up my name and uh makes things a lot easier. Awesome logo, Phil. I don't know who helped you with that, who inspired you, but it came out amazing, and you're welcome at the same time. Oh, thank you. I actually made that one myself. I got a little uh, – I got inspired and I made it, so – that was fun. Yeah, no, it looks but great. Perfect. Your your podcast mates maybe didn't give you the encouragement you needed. No, that's not true. You guys helped big time. I asked you for your feedback, and you gave me some really really good tips. It was great. Right, and therefore we we designed your logo. You're welcome. Oh, Take fair enough. You're right. You're right. Thanks, guys, for 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 helping Jeez, out with that. Louise. No, I know. Sorry. Don't about forget. That. Don't forget the compliments coming from Lutz's corner over there. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> that <be> about him. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. So basically, you know, you know, Bill and I just designed your logo for you. We did all. Yeah. Let me. All I'm, saying. I'm sending you guys a PayPal, a uh, little, little, little gift yeah. after the show. A little something, just, something. Yeah, I'm not just doing 20. that. But uh, Tim, why don't you plug your stuff? Twenty percent of your growth. That's yeah, no worries. No worries. Um, okay. Well, since since uh, you know, I I've been toying with the idea of rebranding my channel a little bit, and so I found this new name that's available. It's Jake and Emmy's dad <laughs> is available now. <laughs> So I'm going to change my channel name from Tim's Way to Jake and Emmy's Dad because then I'm going to have to change my kids' names to Jake and Emmy, I guess. But that's we'll work that out the course. Well worth it. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's still a Tim's Way. Okay. Bill? Until the, until the legal. Um, before, before I say me, I wanted to also point out our buddy um, um, Jason McGinn. He has started a new channel which does absolutely nothing for me. Just I want to point that out. So this is not I'm not being paid for this advertisement at all. He started a new channel and it's called Networked Minds. And basically Jason is really good with PC and I'm a Mac guy. So again, doesn't do nothing for me. He's really good with PC and he's putting up a bunch of tutorials, some step-by-step, easy to follow tutorials for people wanting to make videos, how to use what software, blah, it's a, it's a whole bunch of stuff I don't get. Anyway, but check out Jason's new channel. And as far as I go, William Lutz on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm out there. I'm not sure what's what, but you can find me, I'm sure, if you wanted to, if you look hard enough. If you care enough. Cool. Yeah. 
if you care at all. Exactly. And go a little grandma guilt there. I, just, I want Jason to just know that even though you know Bill was saying how you're not paying him, that our our deal is still good. So yeah, <laughs> we expect that royalty check in the mail. Okay. Um, this is why I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the riffing. We're just here to help you launder your money. That's that's why we're here. That's what we do. That's what we do. IRS, if you're listening, he's just kidding. Um, contact us for show topics, suggestions, uh, feedback of any kind, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. We love getting these um, these show topics from you guys. It really helps and we love to know what you think about that that kind of stuff. Hey, did you build the tip cup yet? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Remember? No. The tip cup? No. You're going to make a... a- Connect the uh, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com email address to your PayPal so people could just tip us. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to – Instead of having to go to Patreon and, and like become a bona fide member. Right. So I guess now I'm committed to doing that. So if you wanted to not do a recurring pledge, um, I'm going to set it up so that you can just do a, a PayPal donation as a one-time thing if you just wanted to toss a couple of bucks. So a tip cup. That's yeah. awesome. So I'll do that no, to no, – no. go ahead. You don't have to sleep tonight, right? You can get that all set. Yeah, I'll just so. take care of that. Um, and you know what I'm going to do is this I'm going to... kind of why Tim and I gave you an extra day to do all the editing and stuff, too. Yeah, no, I appreciate You're that, welcome. guys. See, we, we are Thank nothing you. but always thinking about you. You guys aren't are... You, aren't you glad we prepared for this episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple of Santa Clauses <laughs> over here with these gifts all day long. Um, so info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com for that <laughs> PayPal donation thing, and I'll, I'll make sure we, to set that up. Let's just start swearing now, so we have to edit that out next. Hey, real quick, I don't want to edit this out. Um, everybody, for last week's compliments on our last podcast, um, for me for me coming out of surgery and, and making a podcast with these two, we got so much positive feedback from everybody. I just want to rub that in Tim's face. I mean, I just wanted to point that out, <laughs> that um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for all the positive feedback, and uh, that's why we do this. So keep it up. Right. <laughs> I, I feel like I should say something, but I got no words. So. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to interject. Um, on iTunes, please leave us a review. It really, really helps. And those positive words that you sent our way, uh, we'd love to get them on iTunes because that's how it really carries some weight and really helps us. And yeah. lastly, we talked about it before, but patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. We really, really need your help, guys. Um, it helps in keeping this podcast on air and making sure that we continue to put out a quality product for you. So, Unless you guys want to toss something else out there, I will say have a good week and um, and thanks for listening. Uh, no, I think I'm done giving you work, so thanks and be good. Bye, everybody.